Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Casey Chestnut with us today. He is a live music entertainer, recording artist, and songwriter. His influence varies from red dirt, classic country, and rock. Casey follows in the footsteps of his father, country music legend legend Mark Chestnut. After serving in the military for five years, Casey now makes a living chasing his dream along with his wife and their baby girl, Annie. And we're excited to have him on. So yes. welcome to the show. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's our pleasure. You know, the last 18, 20 months, two years, um, it's been rough for a lot of people. Um, it has. So how has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to kind of maneuver through this craziness? So a lot of it, uh, a lot of it was achievable just because, um, I mean, at the time, weirdly, the only job that was really out there was uh, for musicians, and you, I mean, it was hard in Texas because Texas was closed down, but Louisiana was like a thirty-minute drive for me, and and everything was open out there. So, oh wow, oh uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and and when I tried to come back and be a police officer, the academy just was kind of. It, they, they were closing schools down. They were, they were shifting stuff like further to the right on the calendar. It just wasn't, I needed to get paid. So uh, all the venues that I was playing at were in like Lake Charles area um, out in the Derrida area in, in Western Louisiana. Uh, so that, that's kind of what kept us afloat until Texas started to open back up really. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would have thought that Texas would have been open before Louisiana. Yeah, you would have thought. But, uh, yeah, because <laughs> you know we're in Georgia, so we pretty much were the we were the guinea pigs. We were the very first state to reopen. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and you guys then, in Florida were kind of just like, man, we we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our governor even made a mandate to where cities could not override his um, power. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I mean. Uh, I try not to get too political, but the governor yeah, uh, kind of really put a put his thumb down on a lot of people's businesses. And, I, you know, I get it. People are getting sick and all. But like at the end of the day, people still have to make a living. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, mm -hmm. It just made it hard for a lot of musicians that, that didn't have those contacts. Uh, fortunately, yeah. I, I was able to keep working and I was very fortunate. I, I had a lot of people that that I knew out in that area that were still having live music. And yeah, yeah. It was like, it wasn't like it is now where I could go out and play, you know, four or five shows a week. I mean, it was more like one or two. Wow. We were really pen, uh, pensioned for pennies, but um, I mean, it, it was something that just kind of barely kept us afloat, you know. Mm -hmm. That's like for us, you know, we launched a show January of 2020, having no idea that two months later that all this was going to happen. Yeah. And my yeah. original plan was maybe a hundred interviews our first year. And then COVID happens and I'm watching everything get shut down. I'm like, I told Sandy, you know, we can't change this, but you know what? People like you are going to need a place to talk and we're going to give it to them. Yeah. And because of that, we're over 500 interviews now. That's awesome, man. And, and people like you guys really kind of keep musicians uh, working. And that, that's, you know, that, that's something awesome that we really appreciate about people like you guys. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome that you guys are having me today. And again, I really appreciate it. We appreciate oh, you coming on. Yes, oh, and we do. Also, um, as you know, you know, this might be a little different answer for you than a lot of people, but a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you that this could be a career for you? 
man, I just, uh, I made a couple of career decisions in my life. You know, I want to, <laughs> want to join. The thank race. you for serving. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. And I wanted to be a police officer and all this stuff. It just kind of seemed like even when I was in the Marine Corps, man, like when I wasn't out doing stuff at work, uh, if I had a little bit of time off, I was trying to chase down the open mic nights. Oh, yeah. A couple of that would hire me, you know, to oh, wow. play live music. And it's, it just seemed like something I couldn't really, I don't want to say couldn't escape, but I kind mm -hmm. of all the time, like no matter what. My wife had no idea that this was something that I really, because she met me while I was in the Marine Corps, as far mm -hmm. as I knew, you know, I was a normal guy. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I failed to mention to her when we got married that, you know, like music is, is kind of a huge part of my life. Oh, and wow. Oh, besides, uh, you know, what, what the Marine Corps had taught me to do. And, and luckily for her, you know, it is getting a little bit easier these days because I'm not, you know, I'm trying to quit doing the five to six shows a week. Uh, she's yeah. trying to she's trying to pursue her own career and, and it's kind of something that we're shifting towards, you know, I'm kind of excited about potentially being a stay at home dad. Cause yeah. I could use it, you know, I could use a little bit of, you know, I could use a little bit of time at home uh, myself. I'm always on the road. And <laughs> she's excited about getting her career started and I'm super stoked about it too. So, you know, I'm what's she plan on doing? Oh, she's getting into to real estate, man. She's uh -huh. awesome. my problem is Texas is like, like trying to get your real estate license in Texas is like trying to become a doctor. Like it's ridiculous. You got to oh, wow. listen wow. so many hours. Like she's got to do 180 hours, I think of something online. And then mm -hmm. of course that's just because everything's still closed out in Houston area. But uh, it's, it's just, it's kind of cool because you know, it, it takes the weight off of having to, you know, one person having to, to you know, bring an income and she's, mm -hmm. she's yeah. You know, she's, she's pretty excited about it. I'm pretty cool. It's pretty cool to watch her do her own thing. So. And, you know, I totally get where you're coming from that when something's in your blood, because since, you know, we've been doing this show now two years and I keep trying to launch little business ideas away from the show and I just yeah. can't throw my heart into it. And, and it's like, it's like, you know what? We just need to build the show somehow and make it make money. Yeah. <laughs> but we have our side hustle and the UVs that keeps us going. For now oh, and yeah. while we build the show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, the glory in what your dad did and, and all the big artists, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get there. And I always want to talk about that side of it, because I think a lot of times people kind of jump into this industry and oh, jump yeah. into entertainment. They think, well, if you got talent, you can make it. But we both know that that's not true, that it takes a lot more than just talent. It takes a lot of work, a lot of grind, a lot of sacrifice. So let's talk about that a little bit. What are some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through in your career so far? Man, I can go on for days about that. Uh, that's, that's funny you mentioned that because I get people tell me all the time, man, like, oh, this is a dream job. You know, you <laughs> And as much as I, you know, as much as, as I've always wanted to do this, uh, there's there's for a good portion of my life, I had to go play at like the Mexican restaurant for fifty bucks a night. You know, <laughs> like I had to yeah. I had to go play in the in the corner of the beer joint until two a.m. five or six nights a week with with a with a wife and a daughter waiting for me at home. You know, I had to, mm -hmm. you know, of course with COVID, I had to struggle with that. And it's just another thing is is 
people look at the paychecks musicians receive, but they don't look at the amount of money spent on the mm -hmm. equipment it takes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've gone and made a couple hundred bucks and turn around and had to, you know, go buy a $300 speaker the next day because of a show, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. The maintenance is, is kind of, it's expensive. It's an expensive hobby. You, you got to really know who to talk to. You got to be a people person. Um, mm -hmm. That was one of the hardest things when I got out of the Marine Corps and tried doing it again. Was <laughs> I wasn't as much as a people person as I used to be, you know, I was a little bit more brutally honest with, with people and <laughs> kind of learn how to, you know, not use so many words that I'm used to using, you know, it just kind of got to where I had to kind of readapt myself to talking to normal people. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, there's, there's a lot, man. There, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of driving. There's a lot of late nights. There's a lot of, times where you can't come home uh like this past week i've been i'm not been i'm not been making a dime on it but i've been doing a radio tour trying to push the single because i know that it might be a good investment you know and and i've had to leave my wife and daughter at home of course my mm -hmm. wife had to mm home -hmm. by herself for eight months when i was when i was in the middle east but uh it still sucks because now we have a baby and it's like three days alone with a baby who's super energetic all hours of the day is not always <laughs> the funnest thing. So <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the biggest sacrifices I've got to say is, is definitely uh, the family side of it. Having, having to put your wife or, or your, or your daughter through, you know, when's, when's, when's my, my husband or my, my dad coming home, you know, like when if when am I going to get a break from the baby, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, do you have an issue where, um, you know, because I know a lot, a lot of people we've brought on who have um, family members that are like legends where they have an issue also to where people are trying to compare them to their dad, their mom. I don't have anything wrong with that. I, I'm pretty proud to be a lot of people kind of I don't know why, man. Some people get really shy about asking me <laughs> to do my dad's stuff. Even mm -hmm. I'm really proud to be, you know part of part of that legendary you know lineage of music and yeah uh, i you know i love my dad's music I'm, I'm proud of everything my dad's done and i play a lot of his music man i love my dad's music it's kind of expected people come to my shows and it's not like i understand that they you know they don't know me they know my dad yeah. so they expect yeah, me to play right. my dad's music and, and hey <laughs> you know i you know, if, I mean, if I went to go see Jesse Whitley, I'd expect a Keith Whitley song, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And I'll try to throw, you know, I try to throw my stuff in there, too. I try to give, you know, I try to give a little bit of everything. I, I just try to keep the tradition going, you know, and, and that's a big part of it. I don't I don't have an issue with it. I, I kind of embrace it because in reality, it, it's helped me. The, the name, as much as I've tried to do it on my own, has helped me make it to where I'm at. So I, I now, do you have some critics where they're like, well, you're not Mark, which we both know that. But, you know, do you have critics that say that, too? And I got people that say all kinds of stuff. It, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's really honestly uh, people's opinions or, or what or, you know, they, they form their opinions around my show and, and whether or not they like it or whether or not they see my dad or they see me that's, that's, mm -hmm. and that's up to the listener. And yep. I yeah. encourage people to have their own opinions about that kind of thing. I don't want people to just sit there and say, Oh, he's, he's great. Cause he's Mark's son. You know, I want, exactly. people, to say, I want people to say, well, Hey, look, you know, like this is, you know, this is what we hear in you and this is what we see you doing. And, 
maybe they don't like it or maybe they do like it. You know, it, at the end of the day, I'm just here to put on a, a show for people who want to have a good time. And, but you know, it's, it's really out to the listener, you know, what they kind of interpret what I'm doing here. I mean, I, my, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to make cool music, man. Like, <laughs> so tell us about the new single. So even Texas couldn't hold her. Um, that's, that's something that kind of caught my, it kind of caught my attention. I had a list. I want to say a, a list of about 150 songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's a realistic number, but a lot of songs. And uh, my, my road manager was putting together all this for me and, and, he said, man, you got to listen to a couple of these songs by this guy. And, and I pulled up some of these songs and there was a song, even Texas Good Holder, Keith Smith had wrote this song. And immediately I was just grasped by the amount, the, I love fiddle, I love steel. And just the way, used, you know, the imagery and the and the, the the visuals and the lyrics, like just, just, just the song itself kind of gives you a grasp on how vast Texas is. And it's just like, hmm. not, you know, I've, I've been all over the world, man. Like I like Texas and I like a lot of other places, but I love Texas country music. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say Texas is the greatest state in the world. I know some people are diehard, you know, but I've been a lot of places. I will give Texas one thing. The music to me that comes out of Texas is just, it's something that grasps me. And I think that's because I grew up here, but yeah, I, I, you know, I felt that when I heard that song, I was like, man, this is a Texas country song. So I've got to, I've got to have it. And, uh, Sure enough, we cut it, spent some hours in Nashville doing it and put a bunch of other stuff out. But I just think it was the strongest song on the album. It kind of gave a feel for what we're trying to go for. Exactly. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist, the front men, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, teams never get the love they They deserve. On our show, they get some love. So tell us a few moments, take a few moments and tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. So right now we've got the the best thing about my band and what I I'm really trying to quit doing is I'm trying to quit doing the you know the, the solo gigs and, and the smaller yeah. stuff and it's nothing yeah. yeah I'm just trying to get I'm trying to kind of put together uh, a show with the band where I'm doing that more often uh, but I've got some awesome some awesome guys man the, the greatest part about my band is is that my road manager put these guys together and uh, they're all talented in different ways you know that's one of the best things about these musicians and, and some things that i recommend to anybody trying to put a band together uh, is you got to have musicians that can do more than one thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, got like john Thibodeau is my bass player and he plays the accordion he does cajun music he sings and plays guitar like he does it all he plays drums my drummer best drummer i've ever heard i mean he he's been around doing this for longer than I've been alive. So the guy knows exactly what he's doing. Joel Campbell is awesome at what he does. Uh, he runs a lot of behind the scenes stuff with the show too. And it comes to like our, our tracks and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we got Edwin Worthy, who is on par with Tracy Bird's guitar player, if not better, in my opinion. I mean, Wallace is great, but, but Edwin Worthy, man, I, I've, I've played with the guy for years. I'm not, you know, I haven't played with him exclusively, but I've played with him in the past, and it's just awesome to have him come back on the team. Um, there's just uh, we I just think we have a good group of guys making a lot of noise, and, and I think we've got a good thing going for us. Um, I love that. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third co host, our, th- our 10 year old. Yes, um, we let him come on and ask a few questions. So mm-hmm. Sandy's gonna go get him. Okay. Real quick. Um, 
And then when our almost three-year-old, when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too, because we are a family affair show. <laughs> so what's something, you know, while we're waiting on um, them, what's something crazy that's happened to you on stage? Oh, man, I've had, I mean, I've had a pretty typical experience so far. Uh, I've got, I've had my, so we played at Pine Tree Lodge where my dad cut his first uh, music video for Too Cold at Home. And uh, he came out that night. It was my album release party. And we had just pushed out the Down Mexico Way album. And it was a little EP that, you know, we were trying to get out there. Uh, and people that for years and years and years asked me, when's your dad coming up on stage with you? Like, when you guys going to do something? And that's always cool, you know. But at the end of the day, my dad kind of just wants to hang out and watch me. And I kind of like to just hang out and watch my dad whenever he's playing. You know, we don't kind of want to interfere with any, anybody's stuff. And, yeah. and uh, I just, that night was just kind of the right atmosphere. I mean, it was the right combination of things going on, the right crowd. And, and mm-hmm. uh, we were, we were about to play too cold at home and we'd started off playing it. And, you know, I just, I just see my dad get up and walk towards the stage and I'm like, here we go. This is going to be pretty cool. So mm-hmm. uh, we sat down, I mean, we, we, we stood up there and put on a, a hell show for everybody you know we played too good at home and oh, swap wow. and i mean the the mike mike uh mike and sandy miller uh ran that event uh, that night and it, i mean they loved it man they ate it up they they'd always wanted that so i, I wow. think that's cool that is awesome hi casey so what's your favorite food yeah, i love cajun food love fried food it's about anything my wife makes big lasagna guy <laughs> Cause what do you got? Uh, mine is pizza. Yeah, I'm a pretty big pizza fan. I like the buffalo chicken stuff. They still put it down. Yeah, he'd eat it all day long if we gave it to him. Oh yeah, yeah. I would too if it, I could. I, I could eat it all day long, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife's got us doing some some challenge where we got to actually eat somewhat healthy. I guess she's sick of watching me eat, you know, double bacon cheeseburgers all day. So. <laughs> Okay, so what's your favorite TV show? Oh man, uh, I, I love The Office. I'm a big. I've been watching The Office. I mean, my wife hates The Office, but I watch it because you know, I just got tied up with it on one of my deployments, and I've been able to put it down. But it's not a lot of our household, so I'm not allowed to watch The Office here. So just kind of settle with whatever's on TV, I guess. What's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Oh man, I. I'm a 25-year-old man, and I still watch SpongeBob. I still <laughs> I watch SpongeBob since I was like three years old, and, and I'll sit there with my daughter. Out. <laughs> I love SpongeBob. And they yeah. still making new ones. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I don't like the new ones, but the ones, <laughs> the ones I, I sound like an old man. The ones I grew up on were like just I don't know. I just I just grasped the humor a little different. I mean, they're just kind of getting a little crazy with some of the stuff they're they're putting out nowadays, but. That's, I really sound like an old man. Yeah, Joe asked, what branch were you in? The- I was in the Marine Corps. Okay, so what's the favorite movie? Uh, I got a lot of those. Anything with Will Smith in it. I'm a big Will Smith fan. Uh, uh, Got to be Step Brothers is one of them. Uh, I like Will Ferrell a lot, so definitely Step Brothers. Anything was, God, that's a hard one. I got a lot of favorite movies. Uh, Zach Galifianakis. I'm saying my favorite actress right now, but uh, 
basically any movie with those guys in it really I, I got a lot of favorite movies i don't really have one specific but step brothers is one of them i am legend is definitely one of them that's a good uh, one fatherhood with kevin hart was something that hit that that, that kind of hit at home because we just had our daughter and that was, <laughs> that's a pretty good movie so yeah because what's yours my minions movie yeah i love man i love despicable me and the minions yeah. <laughs> i love like I love the kind of just witty, goofy cartoons. I'm, a, you know, I'll, I'll watch this stuff all day long. Yeah, and I don't know how I bet the Despicable Me too because our little one—that's the one she loves the most. And, and she wants it on. And she wants it on all day long. So I bet I could say every line of every character in. <laughs> that's how it is with like season two and three of SpongeBob, man. Yeah. Okay, true. bye. Thanks. Meet you, little buddy. <laughs> yeah, he loves to be on this show. He's been on 98% of the shows. Oh, that's awesome. So if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Rodney Foster. Oh, I'm God. a big fan of Randy Rogers, uh, Wade Bowen. And I just, I've heard a lot of really good uh, Randy Rogers songs that ended up being songs that Rodney Foster wrote, like Kiss Me in the Dark. Uh, stuff like that. Um, Roger Springer, Rodney Foster, uh, any of those guys, man. And, and I really, uh, I'm a big William Clark Green fan too. And he, he writes a lot of his own stuff. So, wow. Now, this probably has a thousand answers, but just think oh, yeah. of the first <laughs> thing that pops in your head. But what's the song you've heard that you wish you wrote? Anything. Oh, man. There's a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many of those songs. Uh, I gotta think on that one. Uh, one of my favorite songs um, of all time. There's a couple of those, but uh, man, anything Randy Rogers or Wade Bowen. Uh, that is a really hard one. <laughs> and I have to ask this one, being that your dad is Mark Chestnut. What's your favorite song of his? So I really like. Uh, Anything off of the Too Cold at Home uh, kind of era, Old Country is one of them. Yeah. Really like Brother Jukebox, all the all the classic yeah, bands. Mm -hmm. um, Thank God for Believers was one of a was a really good one that I kind of worked with, uh, trying to play for a while uh, at my shows. Um, mm -hmm. Never gets old. I'll think of something that's a pretty cool tune. Uh, Hank Jr. also cut it, and I, I just really oh, wow, uh -huh, yeah. It. He, the way he, you know, incorporates the use of all of his instruments in that one is just really cool. So, mm -hmm. so, <clears throat> so where do you want to be in five years compared to where you are now? Uh, I definitely want to be making the same amount of money and playing a lot less. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> getting, you know, it's good. It gets a little, it gets to feeling too much like a job sometimes, you know, this mm -hmm. whole five to six nights a week thing. Uh, I want to get to where I can do it two or three days out of the week. And uh, that basically is it. I just want to kind of be able to support myself on, on doing it enough to where I don't get tired of it and, and still, you know, still enjoy it. You know, I mean, it's not that I don't enjoy it now, but by the, by Saturday and Sunday, my fingers are getting a little sore and my, my voice is getting a little harsh. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. So Joe asks, have you ever met Joey Chestnut? 
I get, I've, I've asked, I've been asked that a numerous amount of times there. Like, <laughs> I knew who Joey Chestnut was until I've been asked if I was related to Joey Oh, wow. Chestnut. Oh, wow. Uh, and as but, a follow-up, what's about hot dogs you've ever ate at eaten once? Eaten at one time, yep. I haven't eaten a lot of hot dogs, but I'm a big corn dog guy. I like uh-huh. corn dogs. Like I can go through a whole box of corn dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some sources of inspiration for you? Uh, anybody in the Texas country music scene, really. Um, basically, anybody that's writing their own songs and and making it on their own. William Clark Green is definitely one of them. Uh, Wade Bowen. Um that's another one I can go on for days about looking at Tyler Childers. Now he's kind of breaking into uh, the red scene oh, and yeah. like that, but especially uh, cross Canadian ragweed Cody Canada was, was kind of uh, doing his own thing. And, and, and he put together something really cool, a really cool project with cross Canadian ragweed. And then we had the turnpike troubadours for a while, just basically guys that, that write their own songs, make big hits out of them and they don't really have to push them. They just naturally happen. And that's yeah. That yeah. Cool a lot of those guys you know mm-hmm. and what would you like for your legacy to be in the music industry what would you like to be known and remembered for i just want to try to i just i'm working on my songwriting i just want to try to put out good music i just want stuff out there that that people get this you know, i want people to feel uh about my music what i feel when i listen to people like like randy rogers and and you know Giovanni and the Hired Guns and, and Stoney LaRue. Like, I want people to kind of get that feeling. And that's something that's not just going to happen. It, it just, there's a lot of work that goes into songwriting and, and a lot of experiences in life and, and a lot of lessons learned. So it's, it's something that's going to slowly come with time. So Joe yeah. asked, did you ever have a Texas accent and did, or did you lose it in active duty? That's funny. <laughs> so <laughs> um, when I was... Throughout my life, when I grew up in Southeast Texas, I never knew, noticed I had an accent. Or I, I mean, I guess it was really bad back then. But, <laughs> you know, anybody before they go out in the world and talk to a bunch of other people. Um, I When I joined the Marine Corps, I was around so many different people. And I realized really quickly that if I wanted to, you know, uh, be successful people kind of had to understand what i was talking about and um through my career in the marine corps i just kind of was put in a bunch of situations a bunch of professional situations and a bunch of uh you know influences from other people i met from all over the country and world uh, i just learned that i had to kind of speak a little clearer and 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 when i you know when i was put in leadership positions i just kind of had to not come off like I'm from Southeast Texas, I guess. I know that sounds bad, but you know, I, I just had to, I just had to kind of, it, it just kind of, the, the, the influences and the settings I was, I was placed into, I just kind of learned, I guess, to, I guess, make myself more bland. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, and yeah, the, the military sense, you know, I, I, <laughs> you really kind of had to, really kind of had to, uh, you really kind of had to learn how to, you know, get, get, get your word across the table with everybody. And, uh, I guess I just kind of, I just kind of lost touch with that, that part of, you know, speaking, I guess, I don't know how to really put that into words, but I know <laughs> I look at videos from like when I was like 15 and 16 and I'm like, man, like 
Oh man. I barely understand myself now, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what's next for you? Uh, more radio tours, more shows, uh, full band wise. And, and we're, we're going to start, uh, pushing back out on the road. I think, uh, tomorrow is when we're actually headed back out. I'm taking a while. And, uh, we're going to have my parents watch their granddaughter who is, you know, going to keep them awake for three or four days. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Enjoy the night's sleep. Uh, but, uh, we're going back out on the road. Probably going to, I haven't looked at the calendar, but, uh, Mike McCary, uh, who is now my, my manager and booking agent. He, he works with DreamWorks, uh, entertainment and he's, he's worked with my dad for 17 years, pretty big name in the business. And, and, uh, he's setting up a lot of my stuff. So, uh, I think, I don't know. I think we're going to be going up towards central Texas, West Texas, North Texas. That's what we did all last week was we just hit up every radio station we could, uh, central Texas and Northwestern mm-hmm. area. So, I mean, it, it really is just going to be a whole lot of driving, a whole lot of driving and trying to push the single. And then I think, uh, rather sooner than later, we're going to be pushing out an album with stuff that I've written, stuff that I've, wow. that I've actually, yeah. my wife's a songwriter as well. So oh, wow. oh, that does too. So. so she can be the real estate singer or songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go help her sell houses, and she'll she'll help me sell sell music. So there you go. Uh, awesome <laughs> team, like we are. Yep, team. <clears throat> so if you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing, and they have something special, as Simon Cowell would say, they have that <laughs> it factor, and they've played maybe a few shows. They're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they know that this is what they're called to do. They it's in their blood, it's in their heart. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? Uh, man, you got to really, I sound, I don't know how to really put this into words, but you can't really, you can't let yourself get stuck. And uh, it's not, it's, it's not something that I'm saying I did. I just, mm-hmm. I, just I, 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 I didn't do it for too long, but you can't let yourself get stuck. Like you, you know your value. You know that people really enjoy listening to you. You get a good reaction every time you play. You've never had a, a gig not call you back. Those are all indicators that you need to that you need to talk to somebody. You need to reach out and find someone that you know that'll that'll work for you. And whether that's a local, you know, booking agent or you know, and and usually they'll get you where you need to go comfortably. But somebody down somebody down the road if you're that if you're doing that kind of thing and you're getting that kind of reaction uh somebody down the road is going to contact you and you need to pick up the phone uh, if if you get an opportunity and you're going to get them especially if you're if you're pretty good uh, someone's going to someone's going to call you and you need to pick up the phone you need to take every opportunity that you can get um just mm-hmm. don't you know don't be afraid to work with different people and 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 chase different leads and, and, and chase different opportunities because some of those, some of those opportunities and leads may take you up to the next level. And, and that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing right now is, is I was with a great booking agent for years and, and, you know, she did awesome things for me and, and uh, it just came down to it. One of, one of my dad's uh, people reached out to me and, and they wanted to work with me and, and now uh, DreamWorks, 
entertainment is, is kind of managing me and booking me and and Mike's Mike's a great guy and he's kind of he's kind of setting us up for success now. I mean, he's got many promoters, uh, you know, pushing in the pushing in the single. So uh, it it like like I said, just, just you know, answer the phone and take the opportunities when you get them. It's kind of like the new um, Cody Johnson song where you're chasing the dream. Yeah. Oh, until you can't. Yeah, until yeah. you can't. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so tell everybody how they can find you. I got stuff all over all over the place, man. I've got uh, Pandora for people who are like me who are cost conscientious. I, I listen exclusively to Pandora just because I'm you know I don't like paying for streaming services, which is bad because I really want people to pay for mine, you know. <laughs> but uh, uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Apple Music, iTunes. Uh, we're on a lot of major FM radio stations right now, pushing our single too. So. Uh, we, we post everything on our Facebook page. We have a website, caseychestnut.com. Uh, people have been bugging us about hats and koozies. We finally got some hats and koozies. And, uh, so for anybody that's looking to keep their beer cold or, you know, we, 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 you know, we just had a lot of feedback about the hats because we were selling shirts and CDs for a while, but people were like, man, we want a hat and koozie. So <laughs> we finally got those in stock for everybody asking about that. And, and, uh, we do have a website where we post a lot of our upcoming shows, a lot of our news and and, and what we're doing. And I'm, I'm pretty sure once this al- this next album comes out, we're going to have that on there, too. So just be awesome. on the look for that. Love that. You know, we really enjoyed having we you did. today and we look forward to having you back down the road for updates. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys again for having me. It was awesome talking to you guys. It was great here. Oh, too. Same here. We enjoyed it. Thanks. Yeah. Thank great you. Guys. Day. Have a great day. All right. You, too.